in the five, four, three, two, one. podcasts about transformers news for today um i'm emily and i'm kendall your favorite my favorite part of the episode always is the news post so this is like that (laughs) that season of full metal panic where they skip to the giant robots that sounds bad well you see giant robots i mean i I like teenage slice slice of life well enough yeah but but robots are good did you ever watch full metal panic I never really did. I always kind of wanted to, and I read like a manga. I think about uh-huh. it, like a like one of those one volume. Like, I, I think it was one of those anime that had like um, the manga was made independent of the anime, and they weren't really like connected mm-hmm. at all. I read like a volume of that because because the show's good. If I it's been a while since I watched it, the show's good, but um, they did yeah they did a season. Where well, like up to that point, like the best parts of the show were the yeah, like the teenager drama side of it. Like, but then they did a season that was just that, and and it didn't work for me. So it's that weird balance. It's it's hard. It's hard to achieve. It's like well, the I first mean, yeah, Michael if, Bay Transformers. If you, if, you were, movie. if you came in expecting giant robot stuff and then you don't get it, I can understand why you'd be like. Well, no, no, that's not that's not why it didn't work. Because, like I said, my favorite part of the show was the the teenage, and I wouldn't even say it was teenage drama. I feel like it was more like teenage comedy, but uh, like that was yeah. the best part of the show. And so I was like, I was all in when they because they make it pretty clear that this is we're just skipping the robots for now. And and I was like, that sounds like a great idea. And then I watched it, and it didn't work for me. Like it's like it's like you needed you needed that much. It's like uh, it's like it's like the Green Ranger's only cool when he's only there sometimes. If he shows gotcha. up too much, you know, it's like uh, Captain Crunch doesn't need all, need to be all berries. Just <laughs> just a, just enough just enough crunch berries to give it some flavor. Okay, well that was our fun little panic podcast. I'm glad you guys uh, <laughs> came in. Uh, no, um, what this episode is is uh, yeah, like. Uh, we were recording War and Beast yesterday, which you guys will get after this podcast. Uh, so, fun little future vision there. Um, and we, like, were really tired, and we the news post was huge because Comic-Con just happened. And we were thinking, like, this could just be its own episode. This mm-hmm. is, like, so much info here that Casey um, so graciously brought to us. So we decided to record one as, like, an early thing for you beasties. Yes, and uh, like all Comic Con con news, I promise we will not talk about comic books at all, unless we do. I don't. We pro- we, we might. I don't we know. Might if talk about Transformers comics. I don't know if there's like, anything about Transformers the, comics. 
I don't know. I don't know. I haven't read it yet. I'm going <laughs> to be reading this off the cuff because um, I'm terrible. I believe um, in you. I'm actually going to open up these links uh, that she's linked us to before I start reading at least a few of them. Okay. So, again, our news post is brought to us by Casey, uh, Lady K, uh, on Twitter. Uh, I think that's a Twitter handle. Let's get this, like, again, really professional podcast. Isn't it Lady K Hirsch? It is Lady K Hirsch, I believe. Yeah, Lady K Hirsch. You can follow her uh, for some um, awesome... I mean, I don't, I don't know if she actually posts about Transformers that much, but she's cool, so follow her. And, um, yeah, so no, without further ado... Hey there, Transmetal 2s! Welcome to the 2017 first annual War and Beast SDCC News Travaganza special! Yay! Hopefully none of you are experiencing a bad case of oleoanthropy. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce that word, to be honest. Oleoanthropy. I don't even know what that means. You know what that means, Kendall? <laughs> is this supposed to be audio entropy? No, 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 no. This is definitely a word. I'm going to Google it. It's interrupting Kay's awesome post for my word searching. Uh... Urban Dictionary, Oleanthropope. Nope, that's not what she means. <laughs> I don't know what... <laughs> Anyways, continuing. Interesting how Cheetor... Oh, wait, it says something to do with cats. So maybe... It is have it is what she meant. Interesting how Cheetah went from being a cheetah to being a Smilodon in the course of his transmental two puberty. Should he change his name to Smilor? Does this mean he'd be part of a Dino Megazord instead of a Trigertron? I mean, Sabertooth Tiger is a misnomer after all, and modern day tigers aren't any more relate closely in related to Sabertooth cats than cheetahs are. That being said, I don't think either of them would tolerate being led to Megatron's torso. So it's being a leg to take a chance more so. So it's a bad bit of a mute point. And I t- I'm doing, trying to do it as a news voice and I keep fucking up the reading. <laughs> uh, more to the point, with the many announcements made at SDCC, I've come down with a severe case of fangirl anthropy. There's been a ton of new info revealed and products shown that have been, that we, that have me making cat noises at the moon. Wow. That, that was my ad addition there. So you know what that means? All right. That's right, we're starting out with completely unrelated movie news! <laughs> That's fun. First we have, first up, we have another new cast member announcement. Pamela Fiona Adlon, who won an Emmy as the voice of Bobby Hill on King of the Hill, will be playing the role of lead actress Haley Steinfeld's mother. Too bad this movie is in the 80s, so Bumblebee can't play a sound clip saying, That's my purse! I don't know you! While kicking a Decepticon in the crotch. <laughs> That's pretty good. I mean, they could still use that voice. It just, it just, it just wouldn't be a reference in universe to King of the Hill. But I don't see why someone couldn't say that in in the show. I will. I would also say that um, it that in a world where Transformers exist, maybe King of the Hill mm-hmm. uh, was in the eighties. That's possible. I I don't know if that show would work in the eighties. To be honest, I'm. I mean. Maybe. That doesn't mean it wouldn't have existed. Hmm. So that's interesting that the lead actor is uh, Haley Steinfeld. I'm actually, I'm sure we've brought this up before, but that she's a that's a girl, you know, like it's a, a female lead for uh, a Transformers movie is pretty exciting, and her apparently she's gonna have a cool mom in it too. So 
If you have a bit of movie news, it's a Bumblebee movie where we have a budget of 70 million. Just 70 million. While that number sounds a bit big out of context, it's less than one third of the budget of any other of the previous Transformers movies. This lines up with previously discussed aspects of the movie, i.e., no big name A list actors, focus on Bumblebee, and a smaller cast of robots, keep the setting to California, and getting a big tax break because of that. And a change in focus, and directors, meaning less giant expensive explosion action scenes that Bay is known for using liberally in his films. I complain about the robot cast being smaller, but considering how little focus they get anyways, maybe focusing more on the ones that are there is a way to go. Assuming this one performs well in theaters, it could easily recoup its production costs during its opening weekend. So what do you think about that, the whole budget thing? Uh, I mean, Scott Pilgrim was uh, $60 million, so... Scott Pilgrim was a very, very good movie. Yep, it's one of my But didn't, it didn't have favorites. giant robots in it, though. I mean, yeah, but, you know, you could have... So you said it was one of your favorites? It's yeah. my favorite. So yeah, I... I actually um recently watched it uh, with Mike. That was fun. That was a fun little movie mm-hmm. date thing we did. Yeah, it's a good it's a good movie. Um, I mean, I think uh, I think uh, limitations breed creativity. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it could be cool. I I don't I don't tend to buy into the like you know like oh Star Trek the motion picture had a gajillion dollar budget and Star Trek two had a fifty dollar budget and Star Trek two was better. So movies that cost less money are better. Uh, but I do think no, that... I don't really think that's true. I don't think also, you can. You can... I don't think you can say movies are better because of X. Yeah, I mean, and not have the universal truth. Yeah, I mean, also, also, I mean, seventy million dollars is less money than the big things, but it's still it's not an indie film. So yeah. I think they'll be able to do what they want to do with it. You um, consider Scott Pilgrim an indie film? Because I didn't think it was, but I was at this party where like you you had something pasted on your head and you had to like guess what it was from people telling you context clues and someone was trying i was trying i had scott pilgrim on my forehead and they were like indie film and i'm like i know i, 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 I never an... got scott pilgrim because of that line that's that that, that that line they gave i'm sure and you guessed they... i'm sure you guessed teenage mutant ninja turtles right <laughs> no i mean because a lot of it was a lot of other things but like but then I took it off my head and I'm like, oh, well, like, this is a Universal Pictures yeah, movie. Yeah, it is like, definitely not an indie film. It's a, well, it's like a cult film, maybe. Well, I mean, like, tur- Turtle, like, I don't know, was, is New Line Cinema, like, because they, 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 like, published Turtles, I guess, is what you would, I'm not sure if published is the right word for movies, but you know what I mean? Like, they distributed it, I guess. Um, so, and they're kind of a bigger film studio. But they weren't, they? that, they're bigger now, they weren't when Ninja Turtles became a thing. Gotcha. Like that was, that was kind of one of the, th- that was one of the things that was their breakout success. Um, but I, that's not, this isn't Technodrome Tales, the podcast that you and I host. Oh yeah. About, about, absolutely. Uh, I'm on every episode. <laughs> All um, the time. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I would not consider. No, no one listening is going to get that joke. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's okay. I would not consider Scott Pilgrim to be an independent film because it was specifically made by, I didn't remember which studio, but it was specifically made by one of the studios knowing that they were going to lose money on it. Like, like they kind of, you know, yeah, gotcha, gotcha. like it was, it was one of their, like the big, it was like a big studio taking a, taking a risk kind of thing. Like, yeah, I, 
I mean, any of Michael Sarah's other films, pro- a lot of Michael Sarah's other films, you could call them independent. Like, it doesn't even have indie sensibilities. Like, it wasn't even a a limited release. It was in the yeah yeah. I guess, but if you actually like, like the movie itself, like how it feels, it doesn't feel like a lot of other movies at the very least. Right. I, that's what I would say. It's more of a cult movie than a than yes. a than a um than an indie. Because like an in if you say like like Juno, you you could say it was an indie film. I don't know if like tech. I think technically it had some backing from from big stuff. Like it was set up to be an indie phenomenon. Same thing with Little Miss Sunshine. Like there was there was some more heft behind the scenes. But you could call that like th- that. Mo- those movies kind of have indie sensibilities that I don't think that Scott Pilgrim falls into that category. Yeah, I agree. I just would, thought nor, it was interesting. Nor will the Bumblebee out. movie uh, fall into that nor, category. No, I don't think so either. Um, but enough of this movie crap. Let's cut to the chase and talk San Diego Comic Con. First up, we have new images of the previously reported on Prime 1 Studio statue of Beast Wars Megatron. Now in glorious full color. Yes. And then we got a link here. To, uh... <laughs> Your news voice doing the Megatron, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad it's amusing. I hope I have to listen to music. So again, I was kind of screwing it up, but I think I've got a handle on it now. And I hope like the initial couple of minutes doesn't like just make people turn the podcast. No, off. no, no. They'll 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 stay on the podcast. Um, so yeah, this 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 statue looks great. Like I know you're not really into high quality stuff, but maybe is it a, because of the statue? Is it better for you because articulation isn't a problem? Um, I don't really get into statues. I don't have the same like uh like animosity toward them that maybe i have with it and this one actually looks pretty good i just pulled pulled it up yeah it I looks love it. i mean it looks the, the good the details in the t-rex head are so good like, it looks I just, like a jurassic park t-rex and i love it uh, i just i i think my my thing is my thing yeah it does look like a jurassic park t-rex my my, thi- my thing is that i just prefer even even for even for the purposes of display, I prefer toys that are toys. Mm-hmm. Like I, I have my um, I haven't put my movie, my Power Rangers movie Alpha Five back on the shelf with his friends uh, since because I I had him down here when I did the Teenagers with Attitude episode, and I sort of like mess around with him a little bit, and you can't really do that with a with a with a statue, and I and you can't really re. Like I also like kind of even though I keep them on display, I kind of reposition them. You know, I have them. I like <laughs> I you know I transform him. Sometimes my Megatron is in beast mode, and sometimes he's maximized. I don't know, but this one does look good. Like I mean, legitimately, because that's the di- I mean that's the difference between statues and and uh, the like high end action figures is the high end action figures when they have too many yeah too many points of articulation and they just look like creepy or something. They look like they're all made of ball joints. And <laughs> I, I like the touch of a Dinobot's head with the with the sword through it too. It's and it's got even got like a little bit of pink mm-hmm. blood. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Textures on the skin, yeah. Like I don't know, it's great. And like I, I like statues and figures. Like um, I buy both. I mean, I, I would buy both if I had more money. <laughs> I have a few like figures from back in the day, and I just made a a gunpla the other day, and that was fun. Would you ever? Would you ever get in a gunpla? Um, if I was into it, like, I think I'd have to, 
Like, because gun, Gunpla is specifically Gundam, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, so, there's so many different kinds of Gundam designs. I feel like you could find one that you're like, that's cool. I mean, I like Gundam designs. I do okay. not, I, like, fundamentally don't have a problem with it. It's just that in order for me to embrace a license like that, I would have to go go in deep. Like, I would have, have to, like, to watch the shows. I would have to, if, if I was going to buy a, a Gunpla, uh, then I would have to watch the entire season of that Gundam's series. Like at least I would that that would be the bare minimum. I would have to watch that whole season or that whole series. Um, but they're never on Netflix, and they're never on like it's just I can't mm. ever find Gundam stuff where I want to find it. You, well, Crunchyroll has some Gundam stuff. I'd recommend Iron Blooded Orphans. Actually, it's really good. <laughs> um, uh, but I don't know if you have Crunchyroll. I do not have um, Crunchyroll, but that's okay. the news post. Uh, as I've said before, I prefer collecting Transformers at Transform, but damn, this statue looks good as hell. If I had a lot of money to spare, I'd definitely pick up this lovely specimen of a Predacon. I almost wish for Dinobot head down there was stabbed in the other eye instead of line up with Dinobot 2's weird eye. But that's a silly nitpick. What isn't a silly nitpick is the lack of rubber duck anywhere in the statue. <laughs> that's good. There should be the rubber ducky there. That'd be great. <laughs> Next up, I'll be highlighting some of the big power of the Prime announcements and reveals. First up, I'm going to have to temper your expectation and inform you that POTP Optimus Primal did not make an appearance at SCCC, unfortunately. It seems that Hasbro is saving him for Hex... Hascon. In a few months, they did some. They did mention that he will be the new holder of the Matrix of Leadership in the tie-in fiction. While we don't get to see his tour yet, what did what we did see has me more excited for his reveal than ever. Okay, so so uh, so you skipped a part, uh, probably because this is a different. This isn't the. We're not recording on Monday at uh, three in the morning. Uh, what? Because <laughs> uh, she says I'll try to keep it somewhat abridged so Kendall doesn't doze off during this part. That she doesn't say it in my version. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I think I have the new version. You have the new version. I'm I'm just stuff. reading what's on the Facebook. Okay. Well, I wasn't gonna. F- I did. She was right. I d- I didn't doze off. I did kind of zone out about halfway through that. Uh, what's the power of the primes again? Okay, so the power of the primes is like um a, a new person is getting the Matrix of Leadership and Optimus Prime is I don't know what's happening to him like dying or something. Remember that whole thing we were doing where we were asking people to vote for Optimus Primal. Okay, I knew that we voted for Optimus Primal, and he won, but what does that mean? He's going to be the new leader of, of, the, of the Autobots in, in, the, in like, the fiction com- of the tour. In the comics? In the, in the comics, okay. yes. And, and, like, there's gonna be, oh like- my gosh, we're talking about comics in San Diego Comic Con. This is impossible. <laughs> um, so there is going to be a new figure? He's got some pics here, yeah. Uh, I already opened these panels up. What's wrong with me? Oh, we got um, tra- I got Rodimus Prime here. Um, got some cool pictures of, of Rodimus Prime. I've always thought his whole like, I'm a semi truck, but also a sports car thing to be pretty freaking silly. I don't know about you. I, I think that transforming into cars of any sort, be them trucks or sports cars, is silly. So, but this is this is a sports car with like a semi cab. How do you feel about that? <laughs> That's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. It's better or worse. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I just have a problem. I just, I just like really, it's so hard for me to get emotional or about or excited or not excited about 
Transformers that transform into vehicles. It's just, I don't know. Like, I mean, like, Optimus as the truck is, like, iconic, but other than, and, like, actually, like, movies, movie Bumblebee is, is something I almost thought about buying a figure of, mm-hmm. uh, a few weeks ago, but it was mostly because I was like, I want a f- action figure and they don't have new Power Rangers and they don't have a, I don't like any of these Ninja Turtles and I'm only allowed to buy action figures if I'm doing a podcast about that property. So that only leaves Transformers <laughs> and this Bumblebee bought, one actually doesn't Power look Rangers terrible. Stuff and you don't, you're, not, you're not on Teenagers of Attitude typically. You've only been on the one app. So like. Well, yeah, but I like to listen. I, I think I... I I, uh, I, I, I am a big network. enough fan. I think I'm a big enough Power Rangers fan to justify buying buying Power Rangers stuff. Like, there's... I, I don't think you have to justify anything. I can just buy whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, well, well, you know what? <laughs> you are more secure in your uh, self than me. I in okay. your in your nerd cred than me. You're not you're not uh, as scared of being a poser as I am. <laughs> I have that. Uh, yeah, because I because the thing is like. I I judge people that wear Green Lantern shirts that don't know that don't have a favorite Green Lantern, you know. I mean, like, but I, I but like, so you're saying you want to buy things that you have no, you have no purchase in in terms of like you watch that show because you, you don't seem like the person to me that would even buy something that you don't have some interest in. I just mean like you're saying like, oh, I can't buy this thing that i like because i'm not on a podcast about it seems a little bit like weird (laughs) yeah that might have been well i was just i mean i just happened to it just happens to be that the licenses that i uh that i am interested in at the time i am usually affiliated with a podcast related to them but like but like no i mean i don't know there it's like 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 i do feel weird i would feel weird if there was a car transformer that I liked and buying it and putting it next to like, cause I've, you know, I've got star Wars toys and like my knowledge of star Wars is encyclopedic. And if I go to somebody's house and I see that they've got star Wars toys on their shelf, I expect them at a minimum to know who, uh, to know who wedge Antilles is. Okay. I know who wedge is. <laughs> he's a, he's one of the rogue guys. Uh huh. Rogue squadron guys. And yep. also like, I don't know if you know this cause I don't know how much Final Fantasy you've played, but Biggs and Wedge are in a ton of Final Fantasy I, games. I, yeah, I, I am I am aware of that because I listen to a podcast about it. That's that's cool. <laughs> so and and after Rodimus Prime here, who has a Matrix of Leadership with him, and like again, you'll you'll learn Rodimus' story when we watch the the eighty six movie. Um, and we got a Star Scream here that looks really bulky, uh, which I think is kind of cool, but it also looks a little bit like. I don't know, like a like a playmate type toy. You know what I mean? Like those, mm-hmm. like because like of, little because kid of how bulky the limbs are. It reminds me of like Rescue Heroes. <laughs> Someone said Mega Man on a on a tweet that I saw, but I'm getting a more Rescue Heroes vibe. And we've got Jazz here and um, one of the other Starscream guys, because like there's a bunch of Jet Transformers that are kind of like part of Starscream's crew. Yeah, it looks look they look like I I love. Transformers toys, um, and we got some movie. I will say the movie, the movie figures look a lot better than they used to in terms of like accuracy to the to the actual model of the movie. Like I got an Optimus Prime figure from like the original movie mm-hmm. here, and like it doesn't look anything like Optimus Prime does in the movie. 
then, but this one here, it looks like exactly like the movie uh-huh. version. Now, the I think that I I think that when I was, and this is also one of the reasons I didn't buy that Bumblebee toy. Um, I think that some of them they make don't transform. Now, is that a thing? Um. I, I think that, like, everything we're seeing in this post transforms, but there probably is stuff that doesn't transform, yeah. Sad to say. I, I know there's definitely, like, children's toy ones that, like, if they don't transform, they, they transform in a very basic way because uh-huh. kids can't, like, you know, even the young kids, it's... Transformers, what's cool about them is they're kind of like a puzzle, and some puzzles are too tough for certain people. Certain ages, um... I mean, there's some kids who are fucking amazing at that shit, so. Uh, yeah, so we got some cool promo toys, and then the next link, we got more jazz stuff. It looks like the same stuff, just with different pics of it. And yeah, they're all some, there's some really good pics of this post here. Um, it's all on Transformers World. Maybe we should, maybe we should tweet these out when we, do, when we tweet out that we did the episode. <laughs> I like this um, Beachcomber toy. That's cool. It's like a little buggy. Okay, um, the biggest reveal made has to be the new upcoming leader class, Rodimus Prime! It comes as two parts, as one deluxe-sized hot rod that transforms into a car, similar but not identical to his recent TR toy, and a trailer that can attach in vehicle mode to make him a space Winnebago, or become power armor for robot mode to turn him into Rodimus Prime! He'll also come with a little matrix of leadership that he can store in his chest. I know we have some 86 movie fans in here, and hopefully Vera's as excited about this as I am! Like I said, I'm, I'm a real big fan of the 80s movie. I'm not a big hot rod guy, a girl. You know, like, it's not really, like, my jam. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a cool character, and I think he works for the movie as, like... Because you haven't seen the movie yet, but it's very much like a, a hero's journey story. And it couldn't really do that with Optimus Prime, because he's kind of already achieved all that. Right, right. So they got Hot Rod in as, like, this character that, like, is the Luke Skywalker that goes from being this wimp this weird wimpy kid to like this hero and um it works for the movie but like i don't think i would enjoy the episodes after the movie where he's like the new leader of the autobots mm-hmm. <laughs> um cuz yeah optimus prime is my is my prime or primal one of the two this sort of evolution power armor gimmick will apparently be a part of every leader class figure in this line as well as matrix storage which means we'll be seeing it with primal as well that means we could potentially get a toy that starts out as Kendall's favorite body for Primal, with powers up with Kendall's least favorite body for Primal. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Mm. I love that. Yeah. Um, I do mm. like the armor thing. I, I like toys that can be upgraded. That's cool. I like characters who can be upgraded. Again, that's kind of from, I think, from my anime love, like Super Saiyan type stuff, where, like, here's a character, but cooler. Like, I, I, I like that. I do like when there's here's a character but cooler, or at least I used to. But in I I feel like I feel like doing this podcast has made me not has made me question that because it used to be like like I think of like Power Rangers like as a kid it's like the next thing is always cooler than the previous thing, mm-hmm. whether it is or isn't. Like yeah. like the new the new new is always better than old. And uh, but yeah, like, and I, I don't I don't agree with that. But I mean, like, what I mean was like the whole super form is that like, it's I like it when it's like a temporary form that they don't always have uh-huh. power up to. Like, do you think you'd like optimal Optimus more if he was like 
just sometimes that, and most of the time he wasn't that. No. I Well, I, I mean, I would like him more because he wasn't terrible all the time. Yeah, gotcha. But I would not, I don't think I would like, the only situation where I would like that form, like, I could see, I could see, like, if it was a, like, a literally, like, one time ever kind of thing. Like a, like a monstrous, like, I turned into this crazy thing and did this crazy thing and then exploded and died. Kind or if, of. like, maybe in the, in the season finale he had become Optima Optimus and that was, like, it. That's, like, this the one episode where he gets really powerful. Yeah, yeah, I, uh, but I just, I has, cause it's still a bad design. It's like if, it's like if when Goku went Super Saiyan, he, it was a bad design. Like if he just looked. (laughs) If he like, if it was Super Saiyan. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I know what it is. I know what it is. Okay. Frieza, Frieza, the, his, if his, if his third form was his final form. Gotcha. Whereas like his head's like stretched out weird. Yeah, and yeah, he was okay. like, "I'm bored fighting you, Piccolo, so I'm gonna transform." Okay, um, back to the post. Speaking of Matrix stories, the Titan Masters of Titans return. Wow, Titan Masters of Titans. That's 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 a name or something. Um, the Titan Masters of Titan Rich Titans return are getting replaced with a new line called Prime Masters. Toy wise, these little peeps are a combination of Titan Masters and Pretenders. For those who don't know, Pretenders were a kind of transformer that had a living organic shell. They could hide in to further disguise themselves. The most notable pretender, notable pretenders, is definitely Bludgeon, the skeletal Decepticon Samurai. Ironically, HUD original G1 toy came with two guns but no swords. And we get a. I get a little show, toy of bludgeon here. It looks pretty goofy, and I like him. <laughs> um, the pretenders, you might... I think, like, that girl in, in Transformers 2 was supposed to be a pretender. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I think so. The one that's, like, trying to seduce Sam, and then she yes. has a weird tongue. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think uh, I think there is a I, handful I in, in Transformers... I felt like there was, like, a, there was like a whole subplot of... In in Transformers two with the uh, with humans human looking robots. I mean that was just that one character. Oh okay, I don't know. I I've watched I mean, Transformers that, that would, two twice, and both times I didn't remember by the end of the movie what was going on. Yeah, Bludgeon got his start in fiction as a major player in the Marvel G one comics. He's appeared on 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 and off regularly in fiction and toy lines ever since. Probably because he's got dang samurai with a god dang skull head. I'm sure you all recognize him from the starting roster in the Forge to Fight. Bludgeon's skeletal visage has also been the subject of some awesome Transformers comic book covers. And we got some covers here. The comic books. Oh yeah, that's that's um that's pretty cool. It looks really like a scary skull Transformer samurai thing. Here's Megatron holding his head, and then Rodimus holding his head. It's kind of funny. They have like the thing. Are you looking at these, Kendall? You I have them in your I don't have no. I don't have any of these links. Okay, I'm gonna link you to, a, to like the the email then. Okay, that's a good idea. Like, you gotta be able to see them, or I'm just talking to myself. <laughs> no, you're talking to the listeners. Uh, like, okay, I got in. Uh, do, do, do. That's a that's a samurai skeleton. <laughs> Anything else you have to say about it? I I you know wait is that who's that? That's not what I was clicking on. What? I Which think one? that's the Starscream toy you were talking about. Um, uh, okay. Well, um, I'm going to continue with the news post. 
The most notable Autobot Pretender I can think of is Metalhawk, who was their leader in the Japanese cartoon continuity. Like many of the early Autobot Pretenders, his organic show was a human dude with space armor. Though, his had the distinction of having a fully exposed face and removable helmet. Okay, now this is the pretend. This is that's what I was clicking on. This guy, okay. I don't like this toy. It's pretty goofy. His inner robot was also full diecast. This is me finish that sentence I was saying before you rudely interrupted me. I'm, you know. <laughs> oh wow, this one's even goofier. The one at the end there, the one that's supposed to be Metalhawk. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. That's the one I was looking at. I'm not a fan. Oh, because there was one earlier. That's like, that's like uh, here, this one. Uh, the bludgeon toy. Did you see the bludgeon toy? I can't find it. I'll post it. See it? It's like a samurai tank guy. Oh my god, that's awful. <laughs> that is aw- These are new toys? No, no, these are like old oh, toys. Oh, okay. That's, well, then they're fine. Whatever. They're old. <laughs> I thought this was the, I was must not have been paying attention. I thought these were like the new line that was going to be $100 each or something. No, they're just talking about, um, uh, they're getting a new line of, they're of getting that. a new line of pretenders, but I don't think these are, but the, that's not them. Those are the old ones. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Cause if these are the new ones and yeah, they're garbage, but for like an old toy. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, that's, that's a more, more, more good or something. And uh, more about Metal Hawk. While he started out as a Japanese exclusive toy in Japan only fiction, he's come back in prominence recently thanks to his fairly recent appearance as a major player in the IDW Transformers comic. He even got a new figure in PBTS exclusive box set from just a few months ago. And now this is a new figure about to look at now. Oh, that's a lot better. Because he doesn't have a he- weird human face. I, uh, okay. Is that the you right link? thing? Oh, okay, yeah. I think that's the right thing. No, no, that's the wrong thing. It's, it's, it's <coughs> like a fluid red and gold jet guy but it's not that first one that was bad i mean you might think this one's bad too i personally like it here i just posted it in this in the in the the skype okay that's i mean it looks like a transformers toy yeah (laughs) i like it i like the colors a lot Um, it's i mean yeah it's fine i just can't get excited about vehicles (laughs) he looks a little too much like optimal optimist too um because they're both jets i Maybe. I mean, he's, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's what it is. He's got the wings sticking out of him and I don't know. He's less, he's not as bad as Optimal Optimus, but yeah, I just can't get excited. Uh, it's, it's so good that it's just you and me for this podcast. <laughs> look, look, that's okay. We're, we're knocking this out. We got, we got a, a point counterpoint. Yeah, yeah. Pretenders, along with MicroMasters, were in many ways the technological predecessors to the Maximals and Predacons. For Pretenders, it's the ability to assume techno-organic alt modes, and have sometimes been directly connected as such in fiction. On the flip side are the MicroMasters, who are the originators of their smallest, fuel-efficient bodies. Like Megatron, they've never even used a pejorative guzzler when referring to their larger Cybertronian counterparts. They've even used... That's I think I said something else. <laughs> With Prime Masters, you have tiny Titan Master-sized robots who can hide inside decoy suits that act as power armor and can transform into weapons in a manner similar to Titan Master vehicles. The Titan Masters themselves can still act as heads for compatible larger robots, but can also become new centerpieces for the Matrix, replacing the little ball thing in the center. This is where the in-fiction function comes in. They're basically avatars for 12 of the 13 original Primes that have inherited their power and can act as new Matrixes. 
The 13th Prime was represented by the classic Matrix. The only Prime Master shown on the floor was Liege Maximo, one of the original 13 Primes and a very rude dude. His decoy shell is appropriately based on the very cool G1 Pretender shell for Skullgrin. And uh, it's called Link here. Yep, I saw that one. Um, yeah, this That's is the, the one, one I accidentally yeah. clicked on. He looks like a goat, like an evil goat. <laughs> uh, this works especially well with his original last appearance in the Marvel G2 comics, where he was a big scary nightmare boy. And then we got a comic book link. Oh, that's a lot more menacing. Yep, he's got the horns. <laughs> These days, he's usually depicted as more Marvel Loki-esque in appearance, including in his recent debut in the IDW comics. And then, yeah, okay, that does look very Loki. That looks like if Loki was a Transformer. <laughs> Do you see that one? Yeah. So, yes, that is, yes. I like both green boys and horn boys, so I'm down. Except for that he's not a, he doesn't have any kibbles. Um, he might not, yeah, he might not actually transform into anything. What's the point, then? (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he does, I mean, I don't know, I, I haven't read the comic, so. Um... And now, she, she, and now she mentions Beachcomber, which is the one that I was interested in. Another figure shown was a Legends-class Beachcomber, as was this case with all new Legends-class toys in TR. You'll be able to carry Titan Master and now Prime Masters in vehicle mode. On the Autobot side of a Deluxe, we have a Deluxe-class Jazz, who looks very good. On the Decepticon side, we have Deluxe-class Darkwing. Ahem, I mean Blackwing. I guess Disney bringing back Darkwing Duck in the new DuckTales. Woohoo! Didn't bode well for Hasbro with that trademark. I like that. A little woo-woo she threw in there. And the Lux class Dreadwind. So yeah, uh, they had to change the name. She's posturizing because of Darkwing Duck being... I didn't even know that Darkwing Duck made a return of a new DuckTales. That's awesome, because I fucking love Darkwing Duck. I'm... I'm... I assume that I like Darkwing Duck. I... That's something that, like, I have not... I mean, aside from hearing other people mention it, like, I have not attempted, made any effort to revisit Darkwing Duck. Darkwing Duck is a really good, like, parody of, of comics at the time, I feel like, in, in this form of this Disney cartoon. I think I mean, all... There's, I, an, there's I, an episode where he gets, like, spider powers, and it's a very good, like, I th- I parody think, on, like, the... I think that Sorry. my memory of Darkwing Duck is that I did watch it, but it was one that I... I wanted it to be a cool superhero show, and it was a parody of superheroes. So, like, things did, that I didn't want to happen happened. Like, I didn't, like, a lot of times, uh, te- like, goofy cartoon shows that didn't have plots that wrapped up nicely would stress me out as a kid. Mm. So, uh, so I don't, I don't remember if Dark, I kind of, I kind of vaguely feel like, I wanted Darkwing Duck to just be Batman, like just a cool, a cool superhero. But he was a, you know, he was a parody of that. So I think it, <laughs> it didn't. I mean, he still I had cool moments. It. Yeah, I, I'm sure he did. And and I also, I, like I said, I haven't revisited it at all. I just kind of remember that show. Now that I'm thinking about it, maybe stressing me out a little bit. Oh, it's just it's just like retroactively stressing you out. What? No, 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 no. no. Like, like, um. Uh, I I think that I think that I remember the show remember stressing me out stressed. like like it like it um like the same thing happened with like Looney Tunes like there'd be like there'd be just things in the plot would not wrap up right and like so I'd be like what's the continuity here 
but I wouldn't know. I didn't know the word <laughs> continuity. But like, it'd be like, what? Well, but if that happened last week, then how come this isn't happening? And it doesn't do with the thing. And the and I think yeah. Darkwing Duck fell into that category for me. But I also just I also think I just didn't get it because I just thought it was like a super badass. It was supposed to be Batman. Mm-hmm. Okay. These two are retools of the two of the aerobots from Combiner Wars. Instead of becoming limbs for Combiner, these two can be gone into one big super jet called Dreadwing, like their G1 toy counterparts could back in the day. Not something I'm especially hyped for, but I definitely appreciate them doing cool updates like this for toys people remember fondly. Even though these dudes don't have Triton Masters for heads, they apparently are still compatible with that. I guess their heads are removable? I haven't seen any pics of it, though, so it could be a case of miscommunication. Uh, yeah, like, I think it's cool when people bring back toys that other people, that people like, like, I, even if you, even if it's not your jam. Um, I do kind of like the fusion Transformers, like, uh, Jet, Jetfire and, um, Jetstorm from T- T- Transformers Animated could fuse, and that was really cool. Uh, anything to say about that, Ken? I, I mean, I think that, uh, toys that are re- remakes of old toys are good. Awesome. I'm going to stop interrupting myself during the middle of paragraphs. I think that's kind of like <laughs> making it hard for people to like get the full idea that she's getting across. So um, here's the next one. From Voyager class, we have everyone's favorite Beast Wars character, Starscream. Starscream <laughs> made a lot. <laughs> Sorry. Mr. Meal made a lot of people, myself included, pretty happy. People have been wanting Starscream and his fellow seekers in Voyager scale. Not too small, not too big, just right. That being said, I hope they'll maybe change things up a bit and give us something different than the usual Thundercracker and Skywork out of his mold. Like maybe Slipstream, or Sunstorm, or Slipstream, or the Coneheads, or Slipstream, or the Rainmakers, or Slipstream. Please, Hasbro, for the love of all that is good, please give me a Slipstream figure. She deserves it. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny, just saying Slipstream over I... and over again as, like, please, please yeah, Slipstream. That is, that is the joke. It's good. I liked it. Um, and I like uh, I like Starscream a lot, so I'm cool having a new toy for him. I think I mentioned he kind of looks... The proportions are a little lack, uh, but I probably would still love it, having it. Apparently, Voyagers in this line will also still be a Titan Master compatible, meaning Starscream will presumably have a removable head. This is pretty funny, considering what happened to him in Animated. I didn't know what she's talking about. I'm pretty Apparently sure he was just a head, head for a little bit. got knocked off or something. Yeah, yeah. Did you, you didn't watch Animated, no. did you? Yeah, you're just you're just you're just, you're just guessing. I'm util- guessing, right? utilizing context clues. Oh, you're little you're you just you just detective over there, Kendall. I'm detecting things. Yep. <laughs> Anything in these announcements have you excited? Anything you want to see announced based on the initial lineup? Anything here you're tempted to pick up when it's in retail? Um, for me, I I mean, if I had money, I'd probably pick up. Despite saying that I wasn't like a huge fan of Rodimus Prime. That's a really good toy of Rodimus Prime, so I might pick that. I would might might want to pick that up and Starscream because I've wanted a good Starscream toy for like a long time. I have the movie Starscream and that's not good. It's the movie Starscream he sucks. <laughs> so it'd be cool to have like one. I always wanted the Transformers animated Starscream actually as a toy. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and here we have. That's all that was due for the show itself. But there are some leaks around at the same time that might show us what else is to expect in the near future. I think I said that really weird, but all right. Might show us what else to expect in the near future. 
Some leaked promotional art implies that Titan's return will still be getting a new Deluxe RC and a Titan Master Ultra Magnus, whose tiny Titan Master robot mode body homages the inner white Optimus Prime body of the original G1 toy. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah, Ultra Magnus. Um, I like RC, so I'd probably be cool for that. I mean, I, I don't really like G1 RC, to be honest, but, but the RC from Prime was fucking cool, so... That might be... That'd be a toy that I'd want, actually, is RC from Prime. Mm-hmm. You watched a little bit of Prime, didn't you? I watched... Yeah, I watched a little bit of Prime. It was all right. Um, I... Yeah, I could... I could see myself getting into it. It was... Yeah, but it was... Uh, they turned into vehicles, and it just... I don't know. I I don't understand the hate for that. I, like, I love the vehicle mode so much, but... It's just... Know, it's it just... Ground. It just makes it... It just takes away what... The, everything that's interesting. Like... <laughs> Like, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it makes, yeah. I mean, the thing that, the thing that I like about Beast Wars is the duality of, of sort of beast versus it's, it's man versus beast, even though it's not a man, it's a robot, but like, like, like that sort of that duality, it's like, there's two separate, really two separate characters. And I just get the, like the, like vehicles are just so static and, utilitarian or useless i just i or like i don't know i just it just doesn't it just i just don't know how to get into it like i, I mean can, it's it's definitely not the same appeal as beast wars i i can't argue that like they're not if you're, if you're looking for them the man and beast thing yeah you're not going to get it from transformers mm-hmm. I, I that's just that's just a completely different theme though i mean for, for for me, I just like robots that have like another mode that's more mobile. Like I think that's cool to have like like a robot running and then have to be really fast. So he transforms into a sports car and like boosts off. And then as the car like drifts, he like transforms again and it gives like a roundhouse kick to something. I just think that's cool. Like the whole like changing and while fighting kind of thing and and having like these modes with these like. Because, see, like, what I would argue with Beast Wars is what I don't like about the whole animal forms thing is that their animal forms are rarely useful, and at least at least in the first season, and they get, like, a little bit more use near the end of it where they kind of show off what they can do. But to me, it's like, I could be I could be this thing that's... And I, I think it's good that they had the, the, the whole Energon subplot in the first one because it, it gave them a reason to be animals because, again... I could I could be an I could be a robot that has arms and legs and, and a gun, or I could be a cheetah. Mm-hmm. Like it's not one is clearly better than the other in terms of combat. Yeah, I just I mean, there's so and much there are that advantages I'll, to being in a car mode over robot mode. Y- yeah, thing. that's yeah, but I mean, it's not a but it's a it's a it's not a video game. I guess is what it comes down to. Like, I don't need, it's, it's, I don't need to be min, my characters to min max their stats. Like I well, want sure, to be com- a compelling that's not, story. That's not what I want. I don't want, I'm, right. I'm not about min maxing. It's about like cool action scenes and cool fights. And like, and like, f- I do like function a bit. Like, I don't know. Like, it, you know, you, you know, I actually just don't care about action scenes. Like I, it's weird because I like, things that action they're actiony like i like star wars and i like comic books and the superheroes and stuff but like i usually in in superhero movies in the big action scenes at sequences at the end of the at the at the end of the movie i kind of zone out like and some movies more so than others but like 
like to me, I don't really care. And maybe that's why I liked the Iron Fist. Maybe other everybody's like, oh, the fighting in Iron Fist was dumb. It's like I don't care. I like the story, but you know, it's uh, a lot of people said the story was dumb too. But I mean, like it's just well, those people were wrong. You say so. I mean, I I enjoyed Iron Fist well enough, and I thought the fight was fine. I don't know, but I I understand why people wouldn't be would not like it like a lot. I totally get why why there's hate for it. Um, let's just ignore. Let's get the move on from that conversation now. Um, continuing the whole thing about Ultra Magnus, Titan Master, and uh, RC. These could potentially be part of an unannounced box set or part of some Hasbro exclusive set. Between these two, the new Rodimus Prime and and the Blur Cup Galvatron and Scourge and other hot rod from Titans Return. That's almost like every member of the '86 movie getting a new toy within the past year. Now they just need to announce a leak of new Cyclonus, and that'll be everyone. I do like that because I like the movie a lot. Uh, then we get some like box art for like uh, the new toys of RC and uh, Ultra Magnus. Oh yeah, he's all. See, I don't really like that whole white design for Ultra Magnus. It's kind of just boring. You know, just being all white. Okay. Yeah, I think I lo- I think I looked at that. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I mean, RC's cool though. I guess. I mean, I, again, I don't have much purchase for G1 RC, but. The other big leak right now is an image of a new crossover figure between Takara and Xiaomi, a Chinese... I hope I pronounced that right, Xiaomi. A Chinese electronics company and the world's fifth largest maker of smartphones. The two previously collaborated to make a sound wave figure that transformed into an officially licensed MI, MiPad 2 tablet. So did it, it turn into a functioning tablet? I guess. Or it... Or was it just like a cute, like, oh, it looks like it a must tablet. Have been, it must have not been functioning. That's... Because it'd be really cool if they made a Soundwave figure that was like a functioning MP3 player. I feel like they could do that. Because you could put an MP3 player in like the smallest mm-hmm. shit, right? Yeah, definitely. That, yeah. That's cool, though. Um, yeah, it definitely isn't a functioning tablet because I clicked on the picture. Yeah, no, it's not. This time around, they're collaborating to make an Optimus Prime, but it turns into an officially licensed and based on the packaging, possibly functional, Xiaomi Power Bank. Oh, see, so that one is possibly functioning. Okay, cute little art there. Um, last up, voting for the 2017 inductees into the Transformers Hall of Fame is underway. After taking part, input from multiple fan sites and forums, Hasbro has put out three categories with three choices for each. The first category is for the best toy of 2017, with the choices being Trigger Happy, Trypticon, and Topspin. The new category is favorite Transformers character, with the choices being <gasps> Black Arachnia. As well as Cyclonus and Galvatron. Finally, we have favorite Transformer movie characters with the choices being Barricade, Hound, and Face Tear Optimus Prime. <laughs> That's good. Face tear. That should be that should be an actual toy. That listing on it. Um, Black Arachnia. Um, everyone vote for Black Arachnia because she's the best. Like legitimately, she's a great character and cool and awesome. Mm-hmm. And she has to do it for a show. So. Yep, Black Arachnia is good. Voting can be done either voting can be done on, on either both Facebook and Instagram. And they got links here to voting. Again, like I'll try to do that myself is tweet out all these links whenever we upload this. So let me know when we're uploading it. <laughs> okay. Uh, how do we actually vote? Only one vote per pat category. So do we just have to tweet that at them? Or just post it in the comments? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll do that after the the show because it's, it's a lot of typing there. I was hoping I could just click on a button, you know. Um, 
Personally, I voted topspin, black raffity, and barricade. I'll admit I felt some temptation towards Cyclonus because of the idea comics, but in the end, my podcast patriotism towards War and Beast won out. Since War and Beast was single-handedly responsible for Optimus Primal winning the power in the Primes poll, I'm sure it will also get Black Rackney in the Hall of Fame with this vote. <laughs> yep, that was all us. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm not I'm not registered as a Transformers fan, so um, I think I missed the deadline. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to vote. <laughs> Don't worry, our, our, our mass amounts of listeners <coughs> probably did that. Uh, <laughs> uh, and yeah, thanks, KC, for... Uh, being a, a war and beast patriot. <laughs> it doesn't say when voting ends, but the results will be announced on September 8th. Who will all of you be voting for? Um, definitely Beth Arachnia, for, for starters. Um, I don't really have much idea who Trigger Happy, Tripticon, and Topspin are. Uh, Barricade Hound. I think I like Barricade the most out of those three, actually. Barricade being uh, the police car from the first movie. I mean, he wasn't much of a character, Who's but the I kind of like that. Sorry? What's a hound? Hound is a character from the fourth one, I think. Okay. And what's Face Tear Optimus Prime? Face Tear off Optimus Prime is from the third movie that you guys watch, because I think he says, like, I'm going to tear off your face or something, or give me your face. Oh, he okay. He says that to someone as he kills them. Okay. Um, yeah, he that, says that's our, a Megatron, oh, yeah. Okay. And with that, our first annual War and Beast SCCC News Drive Against a Special comes to a close. I hope you all had fun. Any final comments before we close this one out? Thanks for having hanging in there with me. Until next week, avoid being bitten by any suspicious cats and make sure to vote for Black Arachnia. So any final comments, Ken, um, before we close out this episode? I mean, I just want to say that I'm super bitter about the fact that San Diego Comic-Con doesn't have, like, any news about comics. Like... I could. I tried so hard to find news about comics, and all I found was an opinion piece that claimed that DC Comics is ahead of Marvel in market share, which isn't true. Marvel okay. has thirty eight percent market share. DC Comics has thirty percent market share. So there's no way that Marvel is lagging behind DC. And that's all. all the, right. That's all the news because all the other stuff was <laughs> fucking movies and shit. And Rick sold. Sorry, dude. You sound pretty sad about this. Um. And, and apparently uh, some guy's going to fall off a bridge in the first episode of Arrow. For season six. I, or, is it, or, is it, or is it continuing on a five? I, well. Okay. I guess, I guess like five's over, yeah. I'm, five I'm is over, yes. Out. This isn't, uh, this isn't um, Breaking Bad. They're not breaking up the season into two, two years. So they're like, they, um, I just kind of forgot what month it was, because I'm really bad at keeping track of time. Um, so... They are doing a season six. That's interesting. Because, like, they've exhausted all the island time then. You know what I mean? The whole, like... Oh, yeah. Five yeah. Years the island, island blew up. Yeah, Spoilers. blew up. Yeah. Spoilers. I mean, I didn't know that. But no, I don't know if it matters. I mean, besides the fact that I guess... Um, what is his... What's his name was there? Deathstroke. Mm-hmm. Um, or at least well, he he's was. not there I anymore. Es- I think he escaped in, like, season yeah. four, no, I want to no, say. No, in this... Well, he was there until this season. Watch okay. the show. This season was good. No, I mean, I'm planning on it. I just kind of wanted to, like, just wait till it was over and then catch up with it. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I, it's, their initial plan was five seasons for the five different years on the island. But I guess it's a pretty popular show, so why, yeah. why not continue it? Yeah. And they're still doing Flash and uh, Legends of Tomorrow, so. Uh-huh. And Supergirl. Um, none of that was Transformers-related. But, I mean, to, to be to be honest, like, uh... 
I love Transformers, uh, and I love Beast Wars, but I don't really follow like news of the stuff that I love the most, and it's not like my highest thing. But I, again, I I think I, I speak for everyone in War and Beast when we say we super appreciate these news posts, like giving us content that that we normally wouldn't have. So thank you so much, Casey, for all the contributions you made to War and Beast. As I want to close this out with, um, Kendall, yeah, do you have sure. anything to plug? Um, yeah, uh, go to KendallCast.ninja. I don't feel like telling you what's on there. You'd be surprised. Bunch of podcasts and writing. That's what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> I read been, I read your Dark Souls stuff. It's interesting. <laughs> we, we could talk about that, but that would make this go on a lot longer. <laughs> um, you can catch me on DangerTitleTumble.com for my art blog and at this is Emeralds for my Twitter. This is Emerald for my Instagram, and this is Emerald for YouTube. I should just say this is Emerald for Instagram and YouTube is what I should be saying. Um, but it's just because they're such different ideas, I feel like I shouldn't pair them together. Like Instagram is not YouTube. Um, and you can catch uh, a ton of other audio entropy shows on audioentropy.com. Uh, including Juniors of Attitude, uh, Totally Reprise, and All on the Watchtower, and a bunch of other ones. I'm not going to mention them all, but there are some really great ones on there. Uh, and also, I'm just going to plug... Oh, I want to think one other audio show I should plug is Going Pear-Shaped, because Mike's on it. <laughs> and it's a very good podcast. I'm actually going to be on the next Going Pear-Shaped that's coming up, so keep your eye out for that. Uh, also, you should look at INeedMayo.com for Bali's podcast the armory score which is a fantastic podcast about the band coheed and cambria and all its crazy lore um with that this has uh, been warren beast and i've been emily i've been kendall and roll out ninja vanish because we're because we're, we're, we're both on that teenage just teenage Turtles podcast right? yep yep this is technodrome tales yeah both of us are on it all the time <laughs> until next time <laughs> Don't be a kitchen fink. second here okay i'm not sure what happened there uh emily had to step away i guess for a second i will share with can, you can we can we can we okay, share you i was gonna say can we edit that out my I, mom went to came to the door she didn't know i was podcasting <laughs> uh well we'll see maybe maybe well i don't know i don't know who's editing this uh for those, aren't you editing this uh for iluanthropy comes from the Greek word Ileros, meaning cat, and Anthropos, meaning human. It's basically a were-cat.